This episode of the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show is brought to you by BadMagics.com. BadMagics.com. More than just an online journal or a clothing line, BadMagics.com is a lifestyle brand dedicated to keeping you fresh from art to the music to the gear. BadMagics.com. Shout out to the magic man. BadMagics.com. Defenders of the true school. What it is and what it do, it's your boy Lawrence G. And I'm your boy Joey Burnham. And this is the, the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show. Where we talk about love, life, hip hop, and grown man shit. And everything in between. My Nika. What's up, my Nika? What's cracking, man? Shit, just got done playing Street Fighter with my nigga Jonathan Crane. That's what's up. That Street Fighter 5 was off the chain. That was very exciting. Very exciting close matches. Very exciting close match. Yeah, I can have that video game. Shit, I play video games and I see my first million. I heard that. You got work to do, so I'm a slacker. I'm a loser. You are a loser. Yep. So let me tell you about my week, man. Um, I'm a I'm a horrible parent. I have failed one of my children. You beat your children? Uh, I had to bail one of my children out of jail. <laughs> um, Lenny. Mm-hmm. Had to bail his ass out of jail, literally. Mm-hmm. He got, uh, Shannon was going to a doctor's appointment. He got out the door. She was running late, so she and couldn't Lenny stop him going and get. Yeah, Lenny is my, you know, I'm a doggy this daddy. He's a fucking dog. He's a doggy daddy. <laughs> I'm a doggy daddy. Um and so yeah so he he darts off the door Shannon ain't got time to go and get him and so you know I get this random call like one o'clock two what one one thirty two o'clock in the afternoon hey I got your dog uh he was just on my porch you won't leave so I'm like what the fuck first I'm like how the hell you get my number I, I like it's feeling like a setup like if I leave my job like I'm gonna go into a place and I'm gonna find all my you know, all my family like tied up and shit. Cause mm-hmm. I'm number one, this motherfucker. I don't know who's calling me. Mm-hmm. Number one, I don't know how he got my number. Number two, and at this point, I don't even know how the dog is out. Yeah. So I get this random call, and so we finally, you know, tracked down a person. He never answered his phone the whole time we was whole time I was tr- trying to call him. He never answered his phone when I was trying to call him back. So finally, my wife was like, "What's his name again?" She's. I said his name. She said, "Oh, that's such and such brother around the corner." We go around the corner, try to find the dog. He ain't there. Okay. They done called the police to pick the dog up. Okay. So we tracked him down. Go to the police station. Yeah, we got your dog. You're going to need $40, proof that he's yours, and some pictures. Okay. So I paid 40 damn dollars to get this dog out of jail. Why not the pound? They, 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 uh, well, if, uh, you, uh, if he'd have been there like seven days, I think, something like that, he had to send him to the pound. And if he had stayed at the pound seven days, they would have, you know, killed him. Now, my next goddamn question is, if they knew whose dog it was, how come they didn't bring it back or wait for you to come get it? That is another question all in itself. Okay. Yeah, I was like, well, why not just wait for us to come back? I mean, because it was literally like two hours. Yeah. Literally, it was two hours in between this, this time. They could have waited for my wife to get back, or they could have, you know what I'm saying? 
anything. But anyway, so yeah, I had to bail my damn dog out of jail. So I I I failed one of my children. That gangster shit. He, you know, he was a damn. He was he a street nigga anyway. Street nigga. You know, so anytime he get a chance to get out in those streets. That's such a goddamn suburban dad life. I'm a grown ass man. This is the shit you do when you become a grown ass man. You bail your dog out of jail. I don't want to grow up, you, you motherfucker. You get you you, you 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 keep on fucking these hoes. It's gonna happen. I'm gonna have a dog if I fuck these hoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bitch. <laughs> you are gonna have a dog if you fuck the, keep on fucking these hoes. You are gonna have a dog. <laughs> That's kind of what happens. I'm what? a doggy daddy, a puppy puppy. Listen, you're not going to talk about me. I'm a proud doggy daddy, a puppy papa. That's what I am. This nigga Lenny is my fur baby, and I love him. This one nigga, you can take the hood out of him. No matter where he move, you can take the hood out this nigga. This nigga's a puppy poppy. What's on the goddamn agenda for today? Not these fucking dogs and shit. Let's, let's, let's see what's on the agenda. See, this nigga right here just too damn hard to just talk about fucking dogs. Nope. Not at all. What you gonna pit bull having ass, Rottweiler loving ass, German shepherd having ass nigga? Let's get it correct. I like puppies. I like cute little dogs. But I'll never refer to myself as a fucking doggy daddy. I'm not gonna do that shit. Uh-uh. I ain't gonna be, I'm not gonna be no doggy daddy. I'm not gonna put clothes on my dog. And that motherfucker's, he's gonna be outside. All weather, you're gonna have your dog outside all weather. You're gonna have a house, put build that little motherfucker house. I probably let him in if it's like death weather, like tornado swoop his little ass up. But that's the only time he can come in 120 degrees outside. Your dog outside, that's death weather. But okay, I'll say about 80% of the time, he's gonna be in the in the my dog is small. Lenny is a chihuahua and a terrier mix. And I'm gonna give him a dog name, not a human name. Well, I didn't name the dog. Like motherfucking wolf or goddamn any dog name, Moochie. <laughs> Cujo. Cujo. I'm not gonna name the motherfucker Clarence. <laughs> I didn't name the dog. Leonard, come here, Leonard. His name is Lenny. <laughs> Lenny Charles is his name. Bartholomew, come here. <laughs> like you talking to a human or a fucking dog. Once you get a dog and you have a family, they become part of your family. Dogs are beautiful creatures. I'm a domesticated ass nigga. Yep, yes you is. I I hope to be as domesticated. But as try me on that motherfucking bullshit and you gonna see the motherfucking real nigga come out of me real quick. So you just you just gotta come to the suburbs to make that shit happen. Boybs. Anyway, man, um, we got an interesting show lined up today. Um, we are going to do a top 10 list of our favorite hip-hop inspired 90s theme songs. And we will also be reviewing Nipsey Hussle's new mixtape slash album, Slauson Boy 2. So yeah, stay with us and we'll be right back. This is the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show. This is your boy Lawrence G. And this is your boy Joey Burnham, and we are fucking back. Yeah, man. These uh, top 10 90s inspired hip hop theme songs. Had man. to take a shit break. I shouldn't have said that. Had to take a, 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 a 
poop break. No, but um, so yeah, man, we got these uh. We're going to break these things down, man. Um, you know, we some we some old heads around here, man. So the 90s kind of means something to us. I know these little kids, they don't really care about the 90s, that old man shit. But, you know, we're going to break down this uh, top 10 list, and I'm going to hand it over to Joe so he can tell you the criteria of how we finna do this thing. Well, the criteria is something like this. We're going to grade... In no particular order, we're going to grade the song on if it's good or not. We're going to grade the lyrics or if it has lyrics or not. We're going to grade it on can the song be played on the radio because a lot of TV theme songs can't be. And iconic songs. Is it iconic? And one more thing. Did it truly open up the TV show? Right. That's important. Let's go ahead and do this 90s top 10 list with number one being the absolute best and number 10 being your least favorite. None of the songs on my goddamn list suck, but number 10 would be the one that it's I just, liked the least. Yeah, it, yeah. in my opinion, it's the one that had the you know uh, less of an impact. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, so kicking this thing off, uh, if you grew up in the 90s, if you were a kid in the 90s and you had cable... This show right here was important to you. This show was almost iconic because it was like our version of Saturday Night Live. It, yeah, was, it was like a '90s kids version. It was like a, a '90s version of uh, Saturday Night a, a Saturday Night Live. Uh, and if you know what I'm talking about, coming in at number ten, I'm talking about all that. Okay. And that theme song was performed by TLC. Now, the reason I got it coming in at number 10 is just because, to me, it is my least favorite out of all the ones that I've picked. Okay. Um, it, 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 I can't hear it on the radio. Um, I think that it was a good opening for what it was. I think that it captured the moment. I think that it definitely captured a time in the 90s. With left eye, you know, doing doing her uh, verse and you know just the singing that you know a TLC brought to it, just what they brought to it, it definitely cap definitely captured that moment in the '90s. But for me, eh, wasn't the best. I got my reservations about that being so low on your list, but let's go on to number nine and see what you got. Let's see how you fucked up now, because I think we're gonna fight over these lists. All right, now, if you want to go ahead, tell me what you, got to, what, what, what you got to say about it. No, I'm going to let you go first, and then we'll compare. All right, and so um, coming up off of that would actually be a spinoff of all that mm-hmm. with the Kenan and Kale show coming okay. in at number nine. This show was performed by Coolio. Yep. Um, another theme song to me that was just kind of like not that memorable but a little bit better than the TLC one. I uh, had a nice West Coast beat to it. It wasn't better than TLC. I, I I agree that it should be that low, but it wasn't better than TLC. <laughs> that that shit was clowning, man. But yeah, so I mean, just another not so memorable one. But to yeah, me. but the Kenan and Kale song with Coolio doing the theme, the opening for the show is not. Yeah, it's yeah. It's Next high. on my list, number eight, on number G's list, number eight. Um. It's from an iconic rapper uh, who used this show to actually spin off his acting career. Uh, well, I'm going to say another rapper that used a sitcom to spin off his TV show. And the theme song, he really didn't do any Two verses Two Shorts in. Rug Rat song. 
<laughs> too short. I didn't know too short had a rug Bitch, you can so. suck my dick. Bitch, you can lick my nuts. Bitch, you can. That's that's the too short. Never. Mind. I never. What was that? Was that on UPN? <laughs> you pick a nigga. Cause I didn't. Was that on you picking innings? Cause I never. Uh, I didn't hear that one. Okay, I, I fucked that up. That was number eight, right? But yeah, number eight, and that would be LL Cool J's in the house. Okay. And it was just like him going, uh, uh. Yeah, and it just had the nice little rock and beat. Another one that, you know, and okay, all so, that great. So your number 10 is, is all, all that. that. Your number nine is Kenny Nicole, and your number eight is all is um in the house. In the house. L. Cool J. Did that have lyrics? That didn't have lyrics. Didn't have no lyrics. Okay. In it. And honestly, the show wasn't that great either. But, you know, he was. Had that badass bitch on it. You know, she she's, came down on some hard times. She's, she's batshit crazy. Yeah, yeah, she's. I think she's bipolar. She was in Tyrese video too. Yeah, she's batshit crazy now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, nuttier than squirrel shit. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, moving on, to number seven. Number seven, which, um, I would have put this show a little higher on the list, but due to the competition that comes in immediately after these, I I had to put it at number seven. And at number seven is a show that's definitely iconic to everybody, especially if you're black. Thursday nights, you know, 8.30, I believe it was when this show came on. I'm talking about Dwayne Wayne, Whitley Gilbert, A Different World. I got that coming in at number seven just because, and it's the season six version, the boys to men version I got coming in because that season was so hip hop. That season had Tupac, well, you know, it had Jada Pinkett Smith, well, uh, can we call it? Well, Jada Pinkett Smith, it had Jada Pinkett Smith, it had a uh, Tupac uh, feature on the show. Yep. Chris Cross was he on that Piccolo. show. Yeah, he played Piccolo. Uh, Chris Cross was on there. They played like rival gang members. Okay. Um, that show, I mean, there was always like hip hop in that show, but season six, they really just they really just took to the culture and really reflected youth in that culture on season six. Yeah. So yeah, that was uh. So that's number six. Okay. Now I'm sorry. That's number seven. I'm sorry. Okay. What was your number six then? Number going on to number six. Now this one, in my opinion. It, it, it kind of hurt me to put this one at number six because it's technically not a theme song. And in any other situation, this song would be top five. In any other situation, this song would be top five. But I got it at top six and halfway because I'm kind of showing it some respect, but it's not an original theme song. And at number six, what I got coming in is the Wayne's Brothers uh electric relaxation Ex- electric relaxation which i want to say that was like their season one and their season two theme song it was one of those seasons yeah season one i, w- I believe i want to say more season one i think by season two that had changed to more of a hip-hop inspired beat which it was still dope both of them were dope but i'm doing the tribe Car quest version and in any other version any other any other any other list they definitely would have been top five just because it's just because it's tribe Car quest but right here, I had to put him at number six. Yeah. And then, um, all right, now we're getting down to the nitty-gritty. All right, so you got five more left. So, so real yeah. quick, recap your 10 through six. My 10 through six. Coming in at number 10. All that. Yep. Nine, Keenan and Kale. Yep. Eight, In the House. Yep. Seven, Different World. Yep. Six, 
Wayne's Brothers. Yep. Now we're getting down to the nitty gritty well, my top see, five. I want to see what you got in your top five, Orange G, because if all that is not in your top five, what the fuck is? Well, coming in at number five is a very iconic show. This show has inspired artists like Big Sean, yep. Kendrick Lamar. Yep. This show... Uh, is probably on right now. You probably just got finished watching this show or you finna watch it after you listen to this podcast. I guarantee you, you can turn your cable channel right now and you can find this show probably running in a marathon series. And this show, coming in at number five, is Martin. Martin. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, season one, the season one version. Okay, I was just about to ask you that. Yes, the season one version, just because that was just a hard-ass beat. And more, and honestly and truthfully, more because the, the show as a whole is just an iconic show. And that theme song just is part of the formula of just it being iconic. It's just an unmistakable theme song. And it's a hip-hop-inspired instrumental. Okay. All right, so. That was uh, Martin coming in at number five. Coming in at number four, this show took one of our most precious hip-hop assets away from us and spiraled this person into a whole other generation. And she hasn't come back to hip-hop since, Rap God. I just would like to take the time, Rap God, to just have you bring this one back at least for a real hip-hop inspired authentic album because we need one at this point but i digress yes coming in at number four who you got at number four the living single theme song yeah that's in the right yeah number four Got my homegirl standing to my left and my right, true blue, but tight like glue. And we're living. Yeah, that shit right there. Yeah, Coming in at number four is Living Single. All right. Number three. Top fucking three, y'all. Number three. Coming in at number three. Um, I don't know why this show was short lived. Please, 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 somebody tell me why Saturday Night Live has been on 40 plus years and this show barely made it, what, 10? If that, y'all should already know what I'm talking about. How you living? What? How you living? What? How you living? You can do what you want to do in living color. I know what the film, no one must have been 10 and a half, 10 and at night it was safe to walk down the street. In living color. That one. So that's. You mix, you mix both of them. It's like several versions that. Uh, yeah, like, but it's almost like the same thing. But the living color theme song performed by the late, great, overweight lover, heavy dilly 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 I wonder if you tried to eat vagina like that. Has anybody ever done that? Just, you know, if not, try and let me know how it goes. Just get down that thing and go. She might say, you're going to marry me, nigga. And you can. And if you get. Do that on a vagina. Yeah, do that on a vagina and then tell me how it went. So I can try it. Um. All right. So, yeah, that's it. Coming in at number three. Living color. Coming in at number two. Now, this is where it's going to get tricky, and me and Joe are going to argue about this because 
I contemplated putting this at number one, but I got my reasons for why I put this at number one. Okay. Coming in at number two, if you won't, matter of fact, I was going to say if you a hip hop head, you should know this theme song. Yeah. But even if you ain't a hip hop head, if you don't even like rap and you watch this show, or even if you like rap a little bit. Okay. And you watch this show. Mm-hmm. This is another show. If I turn on the TV, it's probably on right now. In West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground is where I spent most of my days. Chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cooling, all shooting some b ball outside of the school. Coming in at number two, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air theme song. Yep, yep. That now that one. That one could be played on the radio. And as a matter of fact, I think the whole version has been played on the radio okay, before. Okay. And the cool thing about that one is if you look at it, looks like a Fresh Prince video. Okay. When you watch it on TV, it looks like a Fresh Prince video. Okay. In any other world, in any other list, this probably would have been number one. Okay. But it's not. I can almost call it like one and a half. Mm-hmm. But coming in at number one mm-hmm. is... This show right here represented hip hop to the fullest. This show, this show was so hip hop. It was so 1990s New York style gutter hip hop. And they 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 fully represented the culture. They used to play music by Nas. They played music by you name them. Aaliyah. Aaliyah. You they played music by hell, Ice T was on this show. Yep. They they really stuck to the culture of hip hop. And I'm talking about uh, New York Undercover coming in number at one number song. one. And it Fiend. comes in at number one because just when you hear those saxophones. That, man, when you hear that <laughs> junk, man, when you hear that junk coming in, man, it's just iconic, man. It's just. I don't know, man. It means something when you hear that theme song. It's not. And it's. It's. They got hip hop inspired drums in there. It's a great hip hop instrumental, but it's just something about when I one. hear that theme song. When I hear that theme song and then I look at that show how they used to do those montages that almost was like rap videos. Okay. And how just how hip hop that show was. I know this is about theme songs, but that whole just the essence of that whole show, man, it was just so hip hop that I had to put it, I had to find a way to put it at number one somewhere. I disagree with that being number one on your list. That's why it's my list, nigga. So, I'll give the better list because my list is accurate and better. Again, my um, rubric grading system, if you will, is based on how iconic the songs are. It's based on if the song could be played on the radio. It's based on how the song opened up and prepared the viewer for the show. It's the right. intro to the show. Right. And I think that's very necessary. And lyrics are important too. And obviously I have a top 10 too. And I'm going to get started with my top 10. What I'm going to do, I'm going to name them first. Then I'm going to go back through and tell you why I did what I did. I got Keenan and Kale as number 10. Mm-hmm. That's my least favorite song. Me and you had a lot of the same. Heck, we had all the same um 90 songs and and themes so our list is going to be very similar but mine's going to be better so 
again, for number 10, I got Keenan and Kale. For number nine, I've got the Wayans brothers. For number eight. Now, why did that one come in at number nine? I put the Wayans brothers at number nine because as good as electric relaxation is, it's not an original song. It's not. It's not an original yeah, thing. I feel I, and, and I had to take points away for that because I think the song, the theme, the opening should be an introduction to what the show has to bring. Brothers, we're happy and we're singing and we're colored. Yeah. Give us a high five. They didn't have any um anything memorable anything yeah that theme songs was not that i mean the show was good but they ain't have no like real memorable theme song Mm-mm. i mean the most memorable part was the beginning like you know the little thing i just did mm-hmm. but other than that yeah I, I i put them where i put them just because the song is iconic and the show is iconic. it's kind of almost like i graded them on the curve separately mm-hmm. and put them uh what a number uh what did i put them at uh number seven mm-hmm. kind of because they really didn't have a theme song and just because i you know it's not really it doesn't really open the show in the right way no so I, that's why i got him at number seven. and again electric relaxation is one of the best hip-hop songs of all time yeah but if you judge it as an opening theme for a tv show and everything that we um said we would judge it on for me is is it, you know it's kind of like cheating in a way. Right, right, right. Being right. lazy and cheating. Y'all didn't make a real song. Um, so I'm going to start over. And again, I'm going to name my songs first. I'm going to name my themes first. And I'm going to go back and tell you where I put them, where I put them. At number 10, I got Keenan and Kale. At number 9, I have the Wayans Brothers. At number 8, I put In the House. At number 7, where it should be, I've got New York Undercover. At number six, I have a different world. Now let's get into my top five. At five, I've got Martin. At four, I've got all that. I have that a lot higher than you did. I think you had all that number what, nine? All that was number 10. So yeah, yours is pretty low. I got all that as number four. My number three is living single. My number two would be in living color and my number one which everybody would agree with my list more than yours is the fresh prince now let's goddamn talk about my list at number 10 i've got keenan and kale because as good as the song is by coolio it is the least memorable it's a whack ass song it's the least iconic and it has some whack traits in it Number nine, again, the Wayans brothers, I feel they cheated. They didn't actually have an opening for the show. Number eight, in the house. I think you showed more respect to LL Cool J than the show. Yeah, on that one, it made the list because of what Lawrence G said. Song wasn't bad, but it was more the show kind of brought it on to my list. Number seven, New York Undercover. I forgot that theme song. I never forgot the show. New York Undercover should probably probably be lower on my list because I did not even remember how the song sounded. There's nothing memorable about it, but the show is iconic. It, it's way more uh, iconic 
than the um, song. And considering how hip hop it was, I'm surprised it didn't have a better song. I think I, I think that they kind of did that on purpose, mm. and, and 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 you know I think they wanted to focus in more on hip hop once you got into the show. Mm-hmm. You know, number six is a different world. That's just a great song. I'm. It could be in anybody's top five, especially the season with Boys to Men. What's that? Six, eight, season six or eight? I believe it uh, might be six. season eight. Season season six. six. Yeah, that's why the different world is is where it is on my list. Now, let's get back to my top five, and I'm going to concentrate on my top five. Martin is in number five because it's iconic, very memorable. Everybody knows a song that basically has no lyrics, but people know that song. The song is great. The show is great. And that upbeat, all over the place vibe, it kind of it, it is like the musical counterpart to Martin in a way. Right. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. I can it, agree it, with it that. It matches Martin. It matches Martin. Right. Right. You know. So that that song, that that music, that instrumental really does what it's supposed to do for the song. Number four. My number four is all that. That song by T.L. Motherfucking C could be played on the radio. If the show didn't exist, that would be one of their greatest goddamn hits, man. I'm sorry. You got it pretty low, but all that is in my top five, man. That's that's number four for me. That's a damn good one. Um, number three is Living Single. Again, Living Single, Queen Latifah wrote it. It's memorable. It's iconic. It set up the show. It could be played on the radio, but let's talk about how it set up the show. She kind of went old school with that mm-hmm. because in the old school, like Gilligan's Island, Gilligan's Island Told, told you, you exactly. It was a right. narrative for what is about to happen, or it kind of encapsulated the whole show. Right. Like, this is what the show is about in rhyme. Now the show comes on. That's what Living Single is about. It tells you exactly what you're about to watch. And if the show didn't exist, it would be off the chain and you could listen to it and it'd be like a top 40 on the radio. Um, and that's Living Single number three. Number two is in Living Color. Heavy D had different verses and songs and for variations all the seasons. for different seasons. Mm-hmm. Maybe not every single one, but he did. Well, some of them seasons went like some of them songs went for like two seasons, three seasons. Exactly. They lasted. Mo- he he'd make a song. It would last multiple seasons. Then it would get stale, which to me it never did. And then he would go back and do something different. Let's take a trip on a ship on a dream. Ride through the skies on a funky. Yeah. Road. On the funky Hit scene, that on was the another one, one of those funny, funny, funny my money, money shows. The cast laughs. Yeah, that nigga. Yeah, man. Bar for bar. Yeah. Shit. Hey, man. Yeah, that's that's in the the right goddamn spot. Number two, because that is as hip hop as you fucking get. That nigga wrote that shit with the same energy he would write any other song. He right. didn't give it the whole. This is for a TV show, so let me be lazy and make this TV show money. That nigga gave that shit his all. So at number two, I've got Heavy D with the In Living Color thing. Now, my number one, which I don't know why Lawrence G didn't have this number one. The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is the number one 90s theme song of all time. And one of the best theme songs in television history. Another song that that 
broke down what the show was about. It told you what the song, what, what the show would be about. It could be played on the radio. Like Lawrence G said, it was played on the radio. It's iconic. It's memorable. White people know the lyrics. Everybody knows the lyrics. It meets all the marks of my grading system, our grading system, on this top 10 90s hip-hop-inspired theme song shit. So that's my list, man. My list is uh, better than yours. Well, let's um, talk about these lists individually. And let me, let me tell you why I think what happened with my list. I, I, I started off doing music, but I think I, I graded on a, on, a, on a scale of more of what the television show meant to me personally and the culture. And so I think that I went more in that direction with just how good the shows were on a whole and not so much on the music. Now that I look at my list, um, the, uh, because, I, I, you know, I the only thing that I would change about my list is probably putting the Fresh Prince at number one. Yes, but, I fucking win. One point for Joey goddamn Burnham. And a million for Lawrence G. <laughs> Catch up. Okay. <laughs> and a million. Okay. Catch ahead. up, DJ Mustard. Catch okay. up. Catch up. Okay. <laughs> I get your corny joke. Yes. Okay. But uh, yeah, man. So that, I think that's what it was for me, man. Because I think that, uh, like I said, for me, man, New York, I don't think as a television show you can get more New York. I mean, more. I don't think as a television show you can get more hip hop than New York Undercover. You Honestly and truthfully, it's up there. It's New up there. York Undercover, is, in my opinion, is, as a television show, is more hip hop than every show on this list. Nope. Bullcrap. It's not more hip hop. Bull doo doo. The show. New York Undercover, the show, is more hip hop than every show on this list. The Fresh Prince, it's a tie. The Fresh Prince. And New York Undercover is a tie for the most hip-hop on this list of ours. And some people may give the split decision to the Fresh Prince because it has an actual rap song for a theme. But it, New it, it oozes hip-hop. And it never stopped oozing hip-hop. New York Undercover represented the culture. The television show. The television show. It was grimy. It was gritty. It was New York. They wore. It was they more wore, boom bap. They had more of a boom bap feel. It, they wore Timberlands. They wore the baggy. They were detectives who wore baggy jeans. Tommy Hilfiger polo. Them niggas was fly. They had them niggas was fly, and they dressed like what the culture looked like. Them niggas had their nineties. I'm not knocking anything against the Fresh Prince, but at the end of the day, the Fresh Prince was taken out of his element. He was taken from a very urban place like Philadelphia and taken to Beverly Hills, where he had to bring the hip hop to the show. Mm, New York Undercover was just unapologetically hip hop from start to finish. Holmes, the Bel Air. Yeah, it was hip hop, and then they fucked it up when they killed Torres. Oh and my Dick god, Wolf when they did yeah. nigga money. Yeah, when he, yeah, man, it was, was it was four. He didn't say it, but he he pretty much thought it was too black and it needs to cross over. Fuck you, Dick Wolf. Yeah, man, it was it that was, was a great show. That was they, a, a, a revamped a it and good show, it up. a good good show. And when the kill Torres blew him up in the car, and the next season came on, and my boy was in a suit. That was the day I turned the channel and never watched again. I was like, "What is this?" Because it looked, it, it was like all of a sudden it was an like actual cop show. So, yeah, and that's weird. That I don't know if you remember that, but that next season, 
Yeah, it felt it, more like it, a Law and Order type. Yeah, of show. it felt like it felt like they, they like took the urban out of it was a, they that, that was a slap all in the, face the urban out of it, and it, it it felt like the prequel to Law and Order because if you if I don't know if you remember New York Undercover was on before Law and Order, that's where Ice T got his job from. So it turned into New York Undercover. As for all I know, uh, New York Undercover could have been the inspiration for Law and Order, but they just sucked all the life out of New York Undercover, which is always what they do with the black stuff. It's like, ah, this is too black. That's why I'm living color ain't on TV no more. Please somebody explain to, we, explain to me why whack-ass Saturday Night Live has been on 40-plus years. Yeah. And it ain't been funny in 30 or in 40 years. Yeah. Yeah. The only time I watched Saturday Night Live was when there was a hip hop uh, uh, special guest on there. Yeah, because yeah. the skits uh, is whack. All the skits are whack. In the seventies and early eighties, they had some good shit. Then in the nineties, they kind of came back with uh, uh, Spade and Farley. And in the two thousands, they've had some shit with uh, Tina Fey, Farrell. Yeah, and they get real good around election time. Yeah, but then like I, I can I can take him and leave him. But anyway, that is the list. Um, mess with us on the list if you like um, Joey Burnham's list better than mine. Uh, you my can hit him in better. a comment and tell him. You can tell me my list sucks. That's fine. Um, you can hit Joey Burnham up at Joey Burnham on Twitter. You can hit me up at I'm Lawrence G on Twitter and tell me my list sucked or tell me my list was awesome. What it is and what it do. This is your boy Lawrence G. And I am your boy Joey Burnham. Hey man. We're gonna do our first album review, man. Okay. You know, we talked about that on the uh last episode of how we were going to uh grade our albums, and this is our first album review. Okay. And for this album review, we have chosen Slousin' Boy by Nipsey Hustle. Do. Nipsey Hussle, Slauson Boy 2. Slauson Boy 2. And for those of you who don't know who Nipsey Hussle is, uh, he is a Crenshaw, California rapper, uh, a rolling 60s crip, and he was also 2010's XXL freshman. He was on that list. Uh, his former work includes the uh, the Bullet Ain't Got No Name series and the Marathon and the Marathon Continues. Mailbox Money. Mailbox Crenshaw. Crenshaw. Uh, yeah, Crenshaw was the one that um, he sold the first cop- few copies for like $100, and Jay-Z bought like 100 copies for $100. So that was like a major move for him. Um, I would say that his brand of music would actually be like motivational thug music. Yeah, he, yeah. Motivational. Uh, motivational, West Coast motivational thug music yep. is kind of what I would say that he, he, he does, and he does best. Now, uh, personally, my favorite... Out of all his music is uh, Marathon. The Marathon and the Marathon Continues. I would highly recommend if you are not uh, if you're not familiar with Nipsey Hussle go to thatpiff.com and download the Marathon. Uh, great motivational music. Uh, great subject matter. Just all around a good album and that's the album that actually made me a fan. Um, but now what we finna do. I like Crenshaw. I wasn't crazy about Crenshaw. Crenshaw was my shit. That was my shit. I had some cuts on there, but I wasn't really too crazy about Crenshaw. Um, so what we finna do is we finna get into Slauson Boy 2, mm-hmm. which is the uh, follow-up to his 2005 Slauson Boy 1. Yep, yep. 
this uh, track, uh, this project got what seventeen tracks? Yeah, it's got seventeen tracks on it. It got Snoop Dogg, Mosey, G Perico. If I'm saying that right, Dave East, Young Dolph is on it, Young Thug is on it, Kirk Cobain's is on it. So yeah, he's got bad some bad uh, luck. Yeah. Yeah, he got bad luck. Um, got some features on this seventeen track project, Slawson Boy too. All right, man. So um, came out this month too. So so how you want to jump into this, man? Um, track by track or what? I'm gonna let you go first, and I'm gonna follow your lead because I think you are more of a learned motherfucker when it comes to him. You're more well, of a fan, and I'm gonna follow your lead on this. Well, on this one, man, um, Slawson Boy Two. Um, once again, it is his brand of West Coast thug motivational hip hop. It talks a lot about, uh, you know, just hustling and living your dreams and and going through the grind and really making things happen for yourself. Um, he used to be on Epic Records. Actually, he was on uh, Cinematic Records, and then he moved over to Epic, got a and got a deal with them and. I think that's where he, you know, dropped the motivation series. I mean, uh, thug. I mean, I'm sorry, the uh, marathon series. That left that label, started his own label, started doing his own thing. And for me personally, his style started to change right there at the Crenshaw because he's what's what he's doing right now. A lot of what he's doing right now is that stop, pause kind of style where he'll say a few bars and then he'll stop for a minute. Maybe a snare, and then he'll say some more bars. Just like he stops in between every snare, and he says some more bars. That style is kind of starting to wear on me a little bit. But once again, he did it here. Um, now, what I would say about this album, uh, like I said, like we mentioned before, it's seventeen songs. His strong points on this album are he's got some great instrumentals. Instrumentals are great. He really knows how to pick beats. There's not a there's not a weak instrumental on this album. There's some instrumentals that could be a little bit better, but there're not any too many weak instrumentals on this album. Another thing that um you can say about this album is his a negative thing you can say about this album is that his his hooks are weak. I wouldn't say his hooks are weak. I guess so because it's, I don't really He remember. doesn't really have hooks. Nothing stands out. It's just like he'd say some words just kind of the bridge from one verse to the next but there were there were a few songs that stood out but not really anything that made you go wow okay yeah i like that hook he got some on here but nothing really that just made you just go wow i can see that i um, mean his flow no his flow pretty much stayed the same throughout the song so i gave it you know he's got an average kind of flow he's got that you know pause stop flow and the subject matter really it really doesn't fluctuate that much he kind of goes from gangster shit to motivation he, he he teeters in between that almost it, there's a there's a baller aspect to his music but it's always like as a product of hard work yeah you know um i like that about him yeah definitely when you listen to nipsey hustle you don't get what you expect you don't get typical west coast gangster music you actually get somebody who's like Obviously, you can tell that he's going through things and he's learning his he's learning how to be an entrepreneur and he's writing down what he learns and his philosophy and he's writing down and he's giving it to you. Sometimes yeah, he's dropping a lot of jewels. He drops a lot of jewels. It's just that sometimes it, it doesn't go over too well. Well, the thing I like about it, and I'm gonna let you get into your track by track detailed uh, judgment of the album. But before you get into that, I just want to say that I like. I like what he represents. He's a hood nigga who tries to give wisdom and lessons out through his music. And right. I think that it goes over great. Is he the best lyricist? No, but no. he ain't trying to be. But he's very competent on beats. 
He's got a good flow. Every now and again, his flow does get a little choppy, especially on Crenshaw, on this one too. But that's just who he is. He doesn't. But he hasn't always done that though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on Marathon, his flow wasn't that choppy. Mm-hmm. And 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 I wish he would go back to what he was doing on Marathon because his flow wasn't that stop pause flow like it was. It is actually his last couple projects kind of sound like freestyle projects. They don't really sound like official. I sat down, I thought this out music is just kind of like you know a freestyle project. Dope ass freestyles, Dan. I tell you. I mean, that. if it's a freestyle project and that's what it is, then it's pretty dope. But. Because I've I've become a fan of Nipsey Hussle, especially through that marathon series, I kind of expect more. So I can tell what you gave this album. Yeah, man. I can already see the direction you're going in um, with your uh, grading system. So yeah, if you remember the last couple, like I said, the episodes a, a while ago, we said we were going to start grading on a public school scale. <laughs> so that's what we've done with this album. And I'm not going to go through all the songs, but what I will do is looking over you know what i've done so far individually on individual tracks nipsey hustle does not get over a 76 his highest grade was on picture me rolling which is a standout track um it's number nine for you guys that want to check that out is on picture me rolling and i it's not listed but i think that that's a feature by bj the chicago kid okay um that's a standout track um, his very pockish, very pock. What's not? Well, just a, in in title, and didn't he make some some references to? I think he did make some references to Pac. Um, one of my things about that song is that it's kind of short. Yeah, it's. it's I wish he would have did a little bit more with that. Um, let's see. I believe the next highest grade, number seventeen. Yeah, down as a great. Down as a great featuring Kurt Cobain. Uh, Kurt Cobain, whether you like him or not, he really does his thing on his chorus. Um, the beat. Is good. I actually gave the instrumental a eighty, so that's a B according to our grading system. That's a that's a low B according to our grading system. His flow, I gave him a seventy eight. That's a um, that's a that's a, a high C. Um, it's subject matter typical Nipsey Hustle subject matter, so I gave him a seventy. Uh, the feature I gave uh, Kurt Cobain's a eighty five, just because he he did what he was supposed he to do on the song. On. He did his thing on the song. Uh, so uh, you know, subject matter, I gave it a seventy, just because it's uh, you know, originality is is not really it's it's not an original concept. It's the same old same old Nipsey Hustle. And so and I gave the hook a seventy eight. So that overall that, that, that score ended up being like a seventy six point eight. So um yeah the um So number nine and number seventeen are your favorite songs. So so project. the standout songs are so it's eight, nine, ten, twelve and seventeen are the standout tracks. Okay. That's um those songs are um number eight is one hundred, number nine is pitching me rolling. You said number ten number is ten status symbol featuring it's status buddy. symbol two featuring buddy. Yeah. That's I think that's another singing hook. Then number twelve is question uh, Question One featuring Snoop Dogg. Snoop yeah. Dogg definitely did his thing on that. And uh Down as a Great. So those I are the like, so those those are the standout songs. And overall for me, what I gave him after listening to Slawson Boy as a whole, after I averaged it up, he came out with a seventy two point seven. I round that up to a seventy three. That makes him on our grading system that gives him a big fat C. Because I felt like the album was just, there was nothing that wowed me, but there was nothing that disappointed me either. So his official grown-ass man uh, grade on his report card is a C. Okay. I would agree with that. Um, first of all, talking about the album cover, 
I really like it. He's sitting on there or he's standing up in front of the hood. You can see people in the background. The album cover, it really, from looking at it, it tells you what the album is going to be about. And it helps you, um, it helps the listener understand what the album is going to be talking about and what right. it's going to get into. He's got a Slauson boy, a real crude looking Slauson boy tattoo on his back with uh, the Hawaiian boy as an arrow going down. Um, I like the cover. It's, it's a real hood cover. It's simple, but it really uh, tells you what you're getting into with my nigga who looks like Snoop Doggy Dog. I like the first track, Ocean Views. That's that's dope. Ain't hard enough. Y'all niggas ain't hard enough. Featuring Mosey. That's dope. I do this is featuring Young Thug and Mosey. I like everything about the song except Young Thug, but the hook. Let me, yeah, let's let me let's talk about that right quick. Let's talk about that right quick. I'm a Young Thug fan. If you've been listening to the show long enough, you know how I feel about Young Thug. There's, you know, but Young Thug on this album does absolutely nothing. He does not raise the level of the song. He does not do anything interesting on the song, and he actually sounds out of place. On a couple of these songs. Yeah. Especially, what was that song? The first song he shows up on is what? I Do This featuring I Do Young This. Thug. Yeah, that one, yeah, he sounds hecka out of place. Yeah. And, and it really didn't need him on that one either. And now he does kind of, sort of, redeem himself on Thug Life a little bit on the chorus. But once it gets to his verse, it, it yeah, it's like, now it's like, yeah, nah, no, I don't nobody like you, Young Thug. So, yeah, I could have did without him on this album. That's number seven, Thug Life featuring yeah, thug Young Thug. Life. Yeah, I could have, yeah, yeah. And he, again, the song is dope, but I don't like the hook. I'm just, he's, I'm not a fan Yeah, of he him. sounds out of place on this. It's like, I don't know if if, if uh, Nipsey Hussle just did that because he's hot or because he's seen, I mean, I would say this, he used them right. He used them on a chorus. If you're going to use Young Thug anywhere, you use them on a chorus. I don't know if it was the song selection. I don't know. He does some background vocals on number seven on Thug Life. He does some background vocals. The background yeah. vocals that he does are tight. Yeah. That's the way you use Young Thug. You use them on the chorus, you use them as background vocals. The best way, there are two examples for how you use Young Thug. T.I. did it on um, all of, If It Ain't About The Money, and Kanye did it on uh, High Life. Yeah. Those are the best way you use Young Thug like that. Young Thug sounds good on those songs. Here, it sounds like Young Thug didn't have any direction and he he don't, he don't need to he didn't do anything for the song. Yeah. It really sounds out of place. You could have like put anybody on there except for him. Yeah, I agree with you. Um I fuck with number 5 and 6. Number 5 being Full Time featuring Mitchy Slick. Right. Number 6 being Clarity. Featuring Bino Rydux and Dave East. I probably fucked that name up. But Dave East on number six, Clarity, he went the fuck off. Yeah, he did his thing. And I'm ashamed to say that was my first time hearing Dave East rap. For yeah, real, you, for, you for real, for real. That wasn't my first time hearing him rap, but that was my first time just really. Paying attention to him? Yeah. I, I mean, listen to hate. I think his car Hate Me Now. Mm -hmm. He got another project out right now, but uh, yeah, uh, I think Hate Me Now was like his official uh, mass appeal. And we did, we, we listened to him for the freshman cover. Right. And I listened to him, and I liked him. I liked him a lot. But I don't know why. This verse just, it, it sunk in a little deeper for me. Um, the album is good. Every single beat is good and competent. Yeah, he got no problem on instrumentals. He got a couple weak instrumentals, but he got no problem when it comes to instrumentals. Yeah, that, that's true. Um, 
like I was saying, the beats are good. The artwork is good. His swag is good. His flow is choppy, but it to me, that's easily something you can get used to. I like the overall album, but with that being said, some of his hooks are very bandwagonish. Yeah, like I feel like he's saying, "Hey, this is what's hot right now. Let's Let me churn this. out and cookie cut this, this beat." Right, right. Uh, the hooks have a. Some of the hooks, not all, but those very, he, he has a lot of trappy hooks on here that lack originality. And I've heard that done a million fucking times. Right. And from him, I expect a little better. Not like he hasn't done it before. Like Not like he hasn't done it on Crenshaw, my favorite project by him. Yeah, man, it, it wore really thin because he kept churning out the same shit, that trappy sound. And Which, I'm going to tell you my issue with my hook, with the hooks. My issue with his hooks are... That chopping, that that choppy stop and go flow. Once you go from the verse to the hook, it you don't. It's like a lot of times I didn't know where the verse was starting and where the hook was beginning, unless unless somebody did some singing or unless he, you know, there are a couple songs where uh, the beat it was just the instrumental. But other than that, yeah, his his chorus is like I said. It, it, lately, I just think he's freestyling. I don't really think that he's really going into the studio. And and I don't know if he's busy. He's on the road a lot. But lately, man, to me, Crenshaw and this album just sound like freestyles to me. They just sound like he just went in there and just got on the mic and said something. Yeah, it doesn't really sound focused. I don't. I disagree with that. I think I think it's focused. What I you know so those what I just said is what I have a problem. With. The hooks are thin. Certain things lack originality. But what I like about the album is that the beats fit what they're talking about. The beats mesh well with the lyrics and not only mesh well with the lyrics, the feel of who he is is all throughout this project. He does that very good. He puts himself into a project and nips it, it's this is a nipsy hustle project. Right, if you right. Understand what right. I'm saying. He puts his stamp on this shit. So much so that even the average songs are fuck around and make you like them. Like it's it's like he he he'd almost he's very charismatic is what right, I'm saying. Right, right, so, right. Yeah, he's heavy on charismatic. He's a very charismatic rapper. I give you that. He's very charismatic charismatic. Let so, me tell you, there was a um I'm looking at my little grading system here. Eight, nine, and ten on one hundred, picture me rolling and status symbol, those flows right there match those beats perfectly. On those on those flows right there, he gets an eighty. And the instruments and the instrumental almost got an eighty. I think that the highest ranking instrumental that I gave on this album is the status symbol two instrumental. I actually gave that a ninety, and it and, it, and his flow is an eighty. Mm. Those three songs right there, that chopping, that choppy stop and go flow works on, and it's and it's you can and it and when you put it up against that beat, it's not so annoying. Mm-hmm. When I got to about number fifteen. That's when you know these the the chopping, choppy stop and go flow kind of started to get annoying. Yeah, but um, but um, when 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 it works, it works, and when it don't, it doesn't. Um, I think that the weakest song on here I gave a sixty nine to. Um, I'm looking for it right now. As a matter of fact, the weakest song on here is the feel. I gave that a sixty eight. Okay. Uh, his flow is just an average, the average you know Nipsey Hustle flow. The instrumental I gave it a D. You know what I'm saying? Um, the hook I gave it a D, 
And it was just it was just nothing redeeming about the field at all. Hmm, so you give the project a C because so, it's just okay for Because it's it's just okay. Um when I rounded everything up, averaged everything out, I got uh uh I got a seventy two point seven. I just rounded that up to a seventy three. That's a C. Yeah. Um There's nothing I, I don't um his for me listening, here's what's finna happen. I'm probably not gonna listen to the album again. It's gonna probably stay in my phone, and when I shuffle, it's probably gonna start annoying me. And it's probably gonna be an album that gets deleted real soon. It's not an album that I would go back to. Yeah, I, I would say that. I would say that. And as you know, like I was saying, he's very charismatic, and <clears throat> he's not about bars. He's not about making music from a skill point of view even though he has skill right he's about making music that people can relate to and learn from right and he does that alone he does that on the a plus plus right i Um, give him an a plus on his intention i give him an a plus on and that's what i love about making sure like i said we he gets an a plus on his west coast thug motivation and you keep saying West Coast, but this album has a very trap feel in certain certain pockets and certain right. couplets of songs because he's bandwagoning and hopping on the sound that's the most popular. As West Coast as he is, a lot of songs sound Southern, right. which everybody's biting the right. South. But uh, again, I, I expect a little more from him. Well, um, some songs are unapologetically West Coast, West Coast. and then other songs kind of like you know, this is what the boys doing now. Let's do it. This high. Let's just let's 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 make it jump. And I tell you something I noticed since I'm a nuts and bolts type of lyrical head. He had one bar where he said, and I forgot how he rhymed it. He had one bar where he said he went from fucking rats to fucking stars. Right, right, yeah. And that's the anagram. Right. I caught that because rats backwards is stars. Uh, right. Yeah. So right, I thought right. that was tight. Yeah. He. Yeah. Yeah. He got some. He does some stuff. It's just that. Well, not backwards, but if you rearrange letters, right? Stars. It's you can tell that he puts thought into what he says sometimes, and then the rest of the time it just sounds like it feel like a freestyle. No, it is backwards. R a t s s t a r. Yeah, right. Like I said, you can tell moments when he puts thought into his went to his bars. Then it's other moments where it just feel like a freestyle. Mm-hmm. And honestly and truthfully, for me, it's harder to listen. When his flow is uninteresting and the beat is uninteresting, it, it's like I'm forcing myself to listen just to, and then I, I, and I'm probably missing out on some good stuff. Yeah. So um, yeah. So that right there is the review of uh, Nipsey Hussle's Slauson Boy Two. When we graded, when we averaged everything out, came out to a C. Um, you can, if you agree with us, let us know. If you don't agree with us, let us know. Uh, you can leave a comment at the bottom. You can leave a comment at I'm Lawrence G. On Twitter, you can leave a comment at Joey Burnham on Twitter. Um, and, and you spell Burnham, J-O-E-Y. Well, Joey Burnham is spelled J-O-E-Y. Burnham, B-U-R-N, apostrophe E-M. Uh, you can also um, holler at us on our Facebook page at Fourth Coast Media. Yes, sir. Um, grown-ups, like we always say about this time, don't go out there and do no dumb shit. Why? Cause grown ass men do grown man shit. We out. This is a Fourth Coast Media production. The Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show is brought to you by Fourth Coast Media, produced by Lawrence Tremell, and recorded at Fourth Coast Studios. Fourth Coast.